Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is Poya, your host. We appreciate you for listening and tuning in to the Uncharted podcast. Today's guest is Jonathan Friedman, founder and CEO of DemoStack, who today is actually about to announce their most recent round of funding and what they're working on. So we want to congratulate him. And the reason we invited him to the show, Robbie and I thought it would be amazing to do an addition on the future generation of tech leaders, specifically within SaaS. There's a lot of hype right now. There's a lot of momentum for the cloud leaders. So what better way to showcase the next generation of companies and their respective CEOs and leaders on this podcast? So without further ado, want to welcome Jonathan Friedman and you know how we get started. So Jonathan, I'm going to defer to you. Can you please kick us off with a bio? originally from Israel. I was born there um, and then moved to Holland when I was really young. For, I lived there for a couple of years. I was a kid. Uh, my mother met a Dutch person, got married. Then we came back to Israel, went to the army. I was a special investigator, actually a criminal investigator, which is a whole unique uh, thing by itself. And then after the army and after the mandatory trip that everyone takes in Israel to South America and travel the world, I went back to study in Holland. I did my master's, my bachelor's there, in exchange at Wharton. And then, you know, through college, I actually started my first business, real business kind of called Student Event. After that, uh, I raised some money, eventually sold it to a Dutch company. I really didn't know what I was doing back then. So great learning experience. Almost like I called my, uh, my PhD in uh, <laughs> practical entrepreneurship. Um, afterwards, I came back uh, to Israel and started another company called Reactful, which was a marketing analytics space. Um, after we had a buyout there, I joined Trip Actions and essentially started uh, what's called Trip Actions Liquid. I can talk more about that later. And from there, that's how I got to demo stack eventually. Uh, so pretty much throughout my career, I've been always entrepreneurs. Even when I was young, I was selling, uh, you know, Coke uh, bottles when I was 14 and couldn't get a job and actually made a lot of money and found amazing to kind of create your own job. I thought that was just brilliant and I couldn't understand why people didn't do it. Why would you work for someone and have someone else tell you what to do? And of course then, you know, as I grew, I kind of built more and more businesses and I saw, okay, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot going on to building your own business where it makes all sense to actually have a job. Uh, but always throughout, I had something that I was doing on the side um, as a main focus. And I love to kind of build and create and imagine like what a business could be. And yeah, I think that got me from like, you know, selling Coke bottles to, uh, you know, real entrepreneurship in the VC world, et cetera. As an investigator, it sounds like specifically focused on criminal investigation. Like what was like maybe one skill that you developed that maybe you took with you in your journey of entrepreneurship from, from this, this stage as an investigator? If I have to pick one, I would say it's, it's probably the ability to talk to anyone um, when I came into this, I, I lived in a good city, you know, was, uh, I, I got good grades, nothing stellar or amazing, but you know, I didn't, you kind of know a certain, uh, just people that are kind of from your town and all that. When you go into the army and you become an investigator, you see the whole different world. I mean, a lot of time you kind of deal with the you know, people down from so hard socioeconomic, um, uh, circumstances, and you have to talk to them and you have to talk their language and you have to understand where they're coming from. And, and a lot of time, you know, as an 18 year old kid coming to the army, uh, they teach you how it's good and bad, right? They almost teach you how to get into people's heads, but it's almost like the ultimate sales 
process, right? You have to talk to someone and talking when I'm talking I'm here, I'm referring to a suspect more specifically. You have to get into someone's head, understand why they would think what they think, how they react, and then, you know, essentially sell them on admitting a crime or telling you about something that they maybe don't want to tell you. Um, and it's all by just talk, right? You can't do anything else but talk to them. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes it took you to, takes you to places where, you know, as an investigator, you can lie, and that's not great. Uh, and I hated lying. I think after I came from the army, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, I felt like I didn't want to tell uh, half-truths anymore and kind of get people excited. You know, I, I took a step back from that. But the ability to talk to people uh, from the entire spectrum, even people that are not, you know, closely aligned with how you think, that's a huge skill I think I took away and, and helped me a lot in terms of just sales, let's call it, and, uh, and ability to talk to people. Now that you've done a couple of startups, what have you gotten comfortable with over the years? I came comfortable with the zero to one process. Um, and zero to one is, it's a unique place. Uh, there's some people that thrive in it. There's some people who wouldn't be able to, to be there. And sometimes it's a different skill than, you know, the one to 10, 10 to 100. It's a very different skill set. So the zero to one skill set is really living with a lot of uncertainty, really carrying uncertainty that sometimes drives you insane. Really, I can say, you know, kind of also going to the army section, I've seen the most hardened kind of people in investigations when they didn't know when they had anxiety about uncertainty, like, am I going to get arrested? Are you detaining me? That's usually, that was the hardest thing. Usually when I tell yes, you're detained. They kind of got they relaxed right so the uncertainty was the hard part and as an entrepreneur the uncertainty you carry um uh, because of multiple things you i mean you fully identify with your company usually especially in the beginning when it's you and a couple people uh the fact you're putting your career on the line your economic uh, prosperity on the line uh and you know and, and 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 a bunch of things you take a lot of stuff personally ability to carry uncertainty to that degree and almost trusting in yourself i think um, that helped a lot. Talking about uncertainty, talk to us about how you got your start with DemoStack. TripActions building a startup within a startup called uh, TripActions Liquid, which is an expense management product, but uh, kind of seen throughout a payments lens. So it's all about cards, virtual cards, physical cards, where it takes the expense management away so people don't have to do expenses. On the other hand, it's very easy for finance people to put policy on the card. So I was building, I was building this, uh, the, I was building this product and um, yeah, so in, in, in beginning, I was I was selling everything um, to all to the customers, right? So I was I was tasked to both build a product, but also show there's a business and the market and, and all of that. So it was just initially just me, and we got like cool customers like Lyft and Zoom and Letgo and, and a bunch of others. Um, but really quickly, I saw that I can't show the demo we had anymore. I was just showing production at that time, and really quickly, you know, Trip Actions really started using it internally. And it became more serious and more people started using it. And suddenly I'm showing the product and okay, there's now PII, you know, it's got, um, employee information, transactions for trip actions. Am I going to really sit down with every prospect and show them? And now if we're getting more salespeople, more marketing people to showcase more and more demos, are we going to show production to everyone? Plus production, it's up, it's down, it's a living organism. Uh, what, what do you do? Um, and of course, you know, then GDPR and compliance and legal, of course, tell you, hey, you can't show that anymore, even if you, you're not sensible enough yourself to understand that. 
And so I think I went to a path where I think a lot of companies do. I thought, okay, easy, easy peasy. Uh, let's just uh, acmify ourselves or uh, essentially, you know, have Pied Piper, onboard Pied Piper, uh, the, the Silicon Valley show uh, company as, as a customer and show that. So I thought, okay, team, just do this uh, easy. We onboarded Pied Piper. We hacked it together. We onboarded them with our bank account and everything that's needed. But then... What are we showing here? Yeah, we have a, it's a nice gag with the users of Pied Piper within, but it's all empty. It's all empty state because there's no data in there. Nobody uses it. Nobody can use it. It's, a, it's not a real customer. And so, okay, what do we do now? Um, so, okay, you have to get data and start plumb, plumbing it in to that new environment uh, to make it look good. Um, so you take real data, you scramble it, and you put it in. If it was a one-time thing, great. But it's not because a day passes, the graph goes back to zero. You add a new column to your table, everything breaks. You add a new feature, it breaks. Uh, and, and you know you want to show different scenarios and real things that that would you know you want to tell a story of your product. And I, and suddenly I found myself essentially my aha moment is when I found myself essentially building two products. I was building Liquid, which was my baby, and everyone looking at the roadmap and all that. And I was building um, a showcasing solution. Uh, for Liquid as well, for different users, you know, different goal. Uh, everything was different about it. It's a different product. And when I realized that, I was like, okay, what's going on? I have one development team building two products. How are the people doing it? I, I, as I listen to your story, I'm sure I'm not the only one, right? Ideas come up, there's pain points, there's problems that come up. We were talking about uncertainty earlier on the call. I, I got to ask, right? You have this baby. You, I think one of the fewest jobs you've done where it was someone else's company it's trip actions right? right yeah and you're scaling this company like where do you do next do you go through idea fit do you talk to people to see if this is like an actual product uh or company you can build your business around like how, how did you i guess get the initial feedback to make sure hey this made sense to leave one baby to take care of my newer baby <laughs> Yeah, no, so uh, it's a good question. And it wasn't an easy process for sure. Initially, I didn't approach it like I want to build a company around this. I was like, hey, I need to solve my problem. And I was very curious, I guess, like, how are the people doing it? This I can't be alone in this, right? Because everyone needs to showcase and everyone needs to build. How, how are they dealing with this? So I think my curiosity just led me to a path where I started talking to people in my network and then outside my network. And, you know, I posted a few questions in different forums and started talking to people. And I was like, oh, oh my God, everyone has this issue. Nobody has a good solution. Uh, this, this is, and, and this is big and everyone's building two products and some don't even realize they're building two products here. And, you know, what the other piece that sat in my head is, um, you know, at Reactful, my previous company before TripActions, I, we had a killer demo. I think, you know, it was one of the best things we had. And actually I was completely opposed to doing it. My CTO said, hey, John, I, have, I think we have, I can do it really well. I have a cool, we'll have a cool demo. And I was like, no, we have this feature, that feature, that customer, this. He's like, no, no, I can do it. He didn't even ask me. Kind of, you know, he went ahead and kind of, you know, carved out the time and did it. And really, he was absolutely right. And I was absolutely wrong. The demo uh, got people so excited. Even, you know, we talked uh, earlier about, uh, you know, Megan Eisenberg was a CMO at TripAction. She was also on our board at, uh, at Reactful. And one of our first customers at Reactful, she, she said, Jonathan, I still remember that demo that you gave me at, at the day. And I still remember it. You know, that, that is how powerful 
that demo was. And a good demo, mind-blowing demo, opens doors that you, unless you, you have one, you, you, you almost don't understand the effect. And I think that always lingered with me. And so when I kind of woke up to this problem again in my trip actions hat, I kind of curiosity led me down, down a path. Yeah, I, I agree. Look, I, Robbie was Robbie and I have done startup sales for a long time. I, I've been a first first uh, sales hire for a bunch of different startups, a bunch of different companies. Right. Still to this day, that's what I do under my consulting practice. A good demo, especially when you're doing an evangelical sell, right? When you're like bringing something to market, you're selling an idea, a story, and you back it up with like a proof point. It makes all of the difference, right? So the million dollar question I have for you is. What's changed? Yeah, so this ties into multiple big trends going on. Um, you know, one is the no-code kind of movement, where you want to enable as many people to show or to do something without them needing to code. So that's a huge movement. The other piece is product-led growth, right? Which is like all of that is a like show, don't tell. Showing uh, your 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 product is a very intimate process, right? You, you know, there's all the talk and the marketing and the glitter, but then when you show a demo, it's actually what you have. You know, your most brilliant people, your engineers and designers and product people, and all these very smart engineering people and smart people uh, built this thing. And when you show it, that's a very intimate moment. Uh, and I think it's negotiated wrong and where we are now, uh, not wrong, different people. Uh, there's a lot of ways to do a demo and, you know, I'm not going to say everything's wrong, but people, you know, there's, there's a lot of data about, you know, the first thing that a customer or prospect wants to, uh, to see when they start talking to you is a demo. And on the other hand, the other, the, what, the, what the AE wants to do is qualify. So you, you, you start having, you start having conversations with usually kind of weird situation. I say, hey, what's your biggest problem? Where are you failing? You know, what's wrong with you? You don't even know me. I'm just like, that's our first conversation. And I think a demo ties in really well in that because you can be a little bit intimate if I show you something to facilitate the conversation, if you see what I'm doing, and it can be used in many different ways across a sales cycle. So the initial, the beginning phase, but also after we talk, if you want to show something to your boss, do you need to go and build a whole proof of concept, connect your Salesforce, connect everything now, or can you just get something for me to show your boss and talk about it in a sensible way? There was some exciting news today, which is that you folks raise your uh, most recent round of funding. Congrats to you and the team. If somebody's listening to this, what's your advice for future entrepreneurs and leaders that are looking to raise uh, capital? Before you answer that, Jonathan, I got to give a shout out to Indeed. If you're using anything other than Indeed for your hiring and recruiting needs, you're wasting your time. You can hire great people faster with Indeed and only pay for results and get time back in your schedule. Get started right now with a free $75 credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash scale. That is indeed.com slash scale. This offer is valid through March 31st. Terms and conditions apply. So go get that $75 credit at indeed.com slash scale. Back to you, Jonathan. My uh, humble advice to entrepreneurs is really have a story that's, that's bulletproof, that gets people excited, you can stand behind. I, so when we chose our investors, uh, which is uh, Bessemer, uh, is kind of leading the round, um, I, the first meeting I had, I didn't show slides or anything. I told the story. And you, you didn't do a demo stack? To no, no, <laughs> I did, exactly. And usually our demo is kind of almost like the, the killer, right? We have to show a mind-blowing demo or else what are we doing here? Uh, but, uh, but no, I didn't. And I mean, and that's the power of it. I think it can be because the story, once you really believe it, you internalize it, you have a bulletproof story that gets people excited because you felt the pain, you connect to it, uh, you feel it. 
um, it's a tool. It's a very strong tool in, in you know, fledgling CEO belt as you're kind of starting a journey. Uh, for us, it was important to work with a top-notch fund, but more, more importantly, with uh, a partner that, you know, when you hear someone from seven, eight independent sources telling you the same things, exactly the same things, almost like as if they coordinated, almost suspiciously so, and it's all, you know, very good, and just both the, 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 the partner and, and then the fund and, you know, how, how they react, especially in the difficult situation, I think that's magic. And that made the decision very easy for us um, to, you know, in, 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 this, in these circumstances. Yeah, well, congrats. I, I got to ask for anybody listening, Besmer is a great fund. I, I don't know if anybody can get uh, Besmer, so kudos to you and the team. If there are some key principles that people can take from your experience outside of storytelling, which I can double down on and will agree on to anybody, whether in your sales or anything, stories kind of push the narrative and push the needle. What are some other key principles that people can take away from your experience? investing or uh, fundraising? I think there is a lot of persistence here, but it, 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 it's, a, it's a fine line between persistence and, and it's always like, it's the Kool-Aid line, right? On the one hand, you, you drink the Kool-Aid and you sell Kool-Aid. Uh, on the other hand, you can't, uh, don't get high from your own supply kind of piece. So you have to be truthful with yourself, understand where you stand, be very perceptive to big signals. If people are telling you, oh, this looks great, this is wonderful, this is that's not enough. You're looking for a mega signal. You're looking for big movements, movements that you that surprise you, right? And that that's the that so what I would suggest as you kind of go through this journey is have the perseverance, but be very honest with yourself, your team, whatever you're doing, on what big signals you're after. And if you don't see them, uh change, move. Uh, do something because you're looking for something big, 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 big signals, customers jumping up and down, people telling you they want to meet tomorrow, uh, investors uh, writing you in the middle of the night, right? So, and not everyone can get that. So it's, uh, maybe I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, but you want to get to that place. And there is such a place. I've seen it. I've had a hard time with previous companies. Uh, Demo stack, you know, went, went much better. It also helps you have credentials and stuff like that, liquid. But I still, I think that's what I would say. So perseverance, but really kind of, uh, being really looking for these big, big signals and, and really uh, going after these and nothing else. What was in your case, what was that aha moment? What was the big signal in your case that like completely the light switch came on for you? We posted a, a message on a couple of forums asking, hey, you know, we, we're looking into demoing, uh, uh, you know, and we'd love to talk to people, uh, how you demo. And like, we got a lot of responses. And like people from like major companies, some of them are now customers, uh, you know, kind of came on and they wanted to talk to us. And I was like, uh, you know, and, and I, we were, we didn't have a deck. We didn't have anything. We just asked questions, but you feel like, oh my God, you press something and you see like this pain where people respond. And that was fantastic. I almost felt like th that was more pain than I saw in another company. I, I seen this in Liquid. Liquid is, a, you know, that's where I was. I saw what demand looked like when the market is hungry for what you have. And now my bar is way higher than it ever was. And with, with DemoStack, when I discovered and when I saw that, uh, like my initial kind of uh, even looking for a solution just for myself, that was a huge signal for me. I was like, oh, there's this huge pain. And when I, we felt like we also have a good solution, that kind of came together and convinced me uh, very much that, that that's, that's it's, it's worth doing. And by the way, I wrote a five-page manifesto for myself on like, why should I leave liquid and, you know, something I really love and, and, and go do this. So first convince yourself on that and, and, and look for that signal that will do it. 
thanks for the actionable insights as well as wisdom, Jonathan. Uh, one last question we love to ask everybody before we say our goodbyes is if you could go back to your younger self, what advice would you give yourself? I would probably tell myself, you know, just comfort myself and be like, it's okay. Uh, things are, you know, you don't, you have no idea. Life is going to be so surprising. It will take you many ways. You never know if some if something that happens is good or bad. It keeps changing with, you know, with how, where you go. Uh, there's a Chinese idiom talking about that. Uh, I won't go into it, but, 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 but really it's, it's all about uh, perspective. I would just comfort myself, say like, go, go forward, go, Godspeed ahead, uh, no fear. And tr trust, uh, trust uh, life. It's an, it's a huge experience. Uh, you have no idea what's going on and you'll have no idea probably until the day you die. Just, it's, it's going to be okay. Keep doing what you're doing. That, that's it. Well, thanks so much, Jonathan, for the action-packed insights as well as wisdom. It's been an amazing show for everybody listening. Thank you for joining us this week. And we look forward to catching you on next week's episode. This week's episode is brought to you by Oracle NetSuite. Oracle NetSuite, I think, solves a really important problem that a lot of startups, business owners, executives face, which is how do you get the information that you need instantly all in one place? Before we upgraded the Oracle NetSuite at my last startup, it used to take us a lot of time to pull the information reports that we needed for our quarterly investment meeting or the report that we wanted to send to both internal employees as well as stakeholders and shareholders at the end of the month. Upgrade to Oracle NetSuite today so you can get the visibility and control you need over your financials, HR, inventory, and everything you need in one place that you can access instantly. Let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com slash scale. Schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash scale. That is netsuite.com slash scale.